Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the RPG Hangout, the podcast in which we both pick a game each week and talk about it. What's up? Uh, yeah. I'm your host, Leo, joined by my co-host, Nathan. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, today, uh, we actually have a new section. Yay. Exciting. And uh, because, again, we recorded the last episode and this episode on the same day. We will not be having a um, what are we playing section, at least not much of one, if, if anything, uh, because, well, again, recorded the same day, so it's the same as the last episode. Um, yes, today's games are, uh, what did I play? Uh, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, uh, and Persona 5. I played Nino Kuni 2, Nathan played Persona 5. Yes. Honestly, yeah. not recently, but a lot of it is still so fresh in my mind because it's such a good game. Yeah. But, uh, and for me, uh, he at least has at one point finished Persona 5. I had I was not able to finish Nino Kuni in time, but it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I beat, I beat the original Persona 5, just not Royal. Yeah. So, let us get in to the news section. Da-da-da. The serious bit, kind of, but not really. So, something that uh, everyone's talked about by now, um, it's a little bit old news, but I had to add it in because of what happens later on. Uh, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard. Do, do you have any opinions on this? I mean, not really. Like, I don't... No. I think it's cool because Guitar Hero might come back. Yeah, I mean, Activision, supposed, uh, according to an article I saw, is kind of pushing for them to bring back Guitar Hero and uh, fucking Skylanders as well. Yeah. Not um, so much excited about that one as Guitar Hero. Yeah. Well, people are pointing out the fun little irony of, like, oh, Xbox now owns Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, you know, two PlayStation icons. Yeah. Uh, which I guess can lead into the next bit. Um 
Sony bought Bungie, who are the creators of the Halo franchise. Oh, so, so Bungie made yeah. Halo and Destiny? And and Destiny, yes. So after, oh, that makes I believe, so much more sense now. Yes, I believe after Halo 3, I think it was, Bungie stopped making Halo games and moved on to make Destiny. Oh, they were trying to make like a predecessor. Yeah, they were trying to make something new. You know, move on and escape the bonds of Halo. Uh, that's when 303, I believe, took over. Um, but yeah, so that, that's where people are just like, oh, you know, that's kind of funny and ironic because Xbox bought a company that has a lot of PlayStation stuff, PlayStation history as well, and PlayStation bought a company that has a lot of Xbox history. Yeah. And of course, with it came like the question of what's happening with the Call of Duty franchise and whatnot, and the answer is, uh, for now, nothing. The deal for Activision Blizzard isn't going to fully go through until like 2023, and the deal with um, Bungie uh, makes it to where Bungie will still be practically a third-party developer, so you know you'll still get Destiny on other systems. Regardless. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like Destiny. Uh, it's it's one of the shooters that like I was actually okay with. And we played it for a while together. We did. Uh, I, I kind of miss it. Though I wish it had a little bit more substance to it. Kind of thing. But Yeah, like fine. without paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next, uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga got a release date. So, so I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, it looks good. It it really does look good. It it does. I'm so excited for it. I I've been looking forward to it since they announced it all the way back in 2019. <laughs> I've been dying. <laughs> I know. Like there's like a point in time where you constantly like stressing oh, out w- whether or not they're going to like show some more news or not soon. All of 2021. I was furious. <laughs> yeah, because it had already been so long. Well, so they announced it back in 2019 for a proposed 2020 release date. Yeah. Uh, 2020 rolls around, and there it leaks that it would be coming around October of 2020. People were super excited. Uh, that turned out to not be the case. In August, it was like, okay, it's spring 2021. And then you're sitting there waiting constantly for new bits of news, uh, and they're not they're not saying anything. Spring comes and is pretty much gone by the time they finally say 2022. So you're 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 quite frustrated by that point. Um, yeah. And then it's like the question of like when in 2022, what's going on? And sorry, my phone twiddled. Uh-huh. A lot of words have been thrown around over the years. Yeah. But now, finally... Like, the thing that's slightly annoying is that they did just kind of drop it. They were just like, there it is. It's it's coming out April. Right? That That's kind of what happened with Tales of Arise. Because if you remember, I was frustrated that like they literally weren't saying anything about it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like on like some sort of conference, they were like... Boom, it's releasing in September. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, when 
when I got the news that it was coming out, I was like, oh, cool. And I watched the trailer. I've actually watched the trailer like a good three, four times at least. Um, I, I'm a little bit worried because a lot of the cutscenes seem a little bit jittery. That could just be YouTube compression or like when they were recording it had some issues. I'm not sure. But we'll see how the game is on release. But I know I'm going to, like I've stated before, it's going to be one of my next Platinums. Like, no doubt about it. I'm going to fucking suck that game dry. Whoa. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> it's gone. Got some succubus action going on. <laughs> uh, in semi-related news, uh, I mentioned this uh, outside of the podcast, but um, there was a BD droid. Actually, no, it, it was it was part of the podcast last episode. Uh, there was a BD droid in Book of Boba Fett. Uh, it's there. <laughs> it is not the same uh, BD droid that Cal Kestis has in in Jedi Fallen Order, but it 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 was the first live action appearance of a BD droid. It looked amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, Book of Boba Fett overall is going pretty good. Uh, loving loving the things going on in it. I understand a lot of people's complaints that it's kind of shifting away from being about Boba Fett, but these things happen. I heard I heard there's so many leaks going on for that. Um, there there were a lot of leaks before it came out, like of what was like a lot of rumors going around, and so far. A good few of them seem to be correct. Ah, uh. yes. <laughs> uh, also in Star Wars news, because there's lots of that. Uh, three new Star Wars games were announced uh, to be done by uh, Respawn Entertainment, the people that did Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so one of them is obviously a Fallen Order sequel. Uh, or sorry, a Jedi sequel technically. Yeah. Um, uh, another one is a shooter. I think it's going to be a first-person shooter. Uh, rumors going around is that it would be similar to like Dark Forces or the the Jedi Outcast games or the um, or Republic Commando kind of deal. And then the last one is a strategy game. Um, oh, so, sorry. The shooter is being headed up by uh, one of the producers of the original Battlefront games, like the old 2002, 2004 ones. Oh, nice. Yes. And um, the strategy game is being headed up by one of the former XCOM developers. So... So Very gonna, excited about so that. So it's going to be like a Star Wars XCOM-esque. Yes, that is the uh, theory based on the, the reporting, is that it will probably be a Star Wars XCOM-like game. If not, if not, they might do like a real-time strategy kind of game like Empire at War, which I'm kind of hoping for because I love Empire at War. But we'll, we'll just have to see. Um, okay, so... There was a lot of Star Wars gaming news this past week. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, yes. So, Star Wars 1313 footage uh, leaked. Um, if you don't remember, Star Wars 1313 uh, was a game announced way back around the time 
well, just before the purchase by Disney. Really? And yes, it was way back there, like 2010, 2011, is when it was announced. Damn. It was the idea behind the game was that you were a bounty hunter on Coruscant, specifically on level 1313. Oh, so, I, I think I saw some footage of that in pre-development. Yes, yeah, so they did release a trailer all, all the way back then, and you might remember it's on like a, a train deal. Yeah. It looked kind of Uncharted-esque in a way. It really did. Yeah, so... So one of the stories that was going on at the time was that... So originally it was going to be an original character, original bounty hunter. But supposedly George Lucas had made a bit of a shift and wanted it to become a Boba Fett game. You know, a young Boba Fett. So that was the direction that they had to shift to and they had a lot of redoing to do. And then when Disney bought Lucasfilm, it got completely scrapped. Yeah. But the footage that recently uh, leaked was the Boba Fett footage. Them having started to work on transferring the game from an original character to Boba Fett. Yeah, that's the the video I saw. The Boba Fett thing? Yeah, like it looked a lot, like I'm not even going to lie, it looked a lot like the opening scene to Sleeping Dogs. Right. Like where... Where you're running and you're chasing somebody. Huh. You like, um, like falling through like glass and Nice. Um, so the next thing, not Star Wars. Hey. Uh Elden Ring has gone gold. Already. Yes. Well it does come out next month. Yeah. Oh sorry, no, it comes out this month. Sorry. Later this month. Yeah, it comes out I believe the eighteenth. Um, that doesn't mean a whole lot because, you know, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has forever changed Gone Gold to not meaning too much anymore. Yeah. Like it, it means, hey, the game should be on the way, but, uh, there, there may or may not be any, del- some delays along the way. There, there's also, uh, leaked rumors of a Cyberpunk upgrade, PS5 upgrade. Yes, uh, well, the PS5 upgrade was something that they you know had talked about long ago, but yeah, it did recently supposedly pop up on the PS5 store um, as an option, which suggests it might be coming soon. It is said to come this year, the uh, PS5 upgrade, along with the like first major DLC or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so, if if it comes out on PS5 and it's good, I might get it. We'll, we'll see. Uh, next thing. Uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves released. Um, I'm excited to play number four, PS5. Oh, so am I. Like, that's, like, I, I have it, I've, I upgraded, which it costs $10 to upgrade from the PS4 version to the PS5 version. Uh, oh, that, if you do that's it... something I did not see, by the way. Like, I have to pay full price. Uh, did you try going from one of the other games? Like, uh, so there's two games in the in the thing. Um, 
one if 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 sorry <laughs> so if you got if the one that you were trying to get it through was the one that you got from PS Plus then you can't um, upgrade okay. using that path yeah that's, that's the one but I was if doing. yeah but if you went through the other one and you didn't get that one through PS Plus then you should be able to upgrade. So okay, so I can put my disc version in. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, and then you would have to use the disc to play it, but otherwise it would work perfectly fine. Okay. Uh now this is going to be a little bit too late by the time the episode goes out, but part of the uncharted thing is if you get it before the movie comes out on the 19th 18th no sorry you have until the 8th to do this um if you redeem the ticket sorry redeem the game by either buying it or upgrading you should get a free ticket though it's for regent theaters supposedly Mm. so if you're nowhere near a regent theater then you might be a little bit out of luck and also since this podcast episode will probably be going out uh after the 8th uh potentially See what what day it is. Uh, no, it should come out before the eighth. So you might have a couple of days uh, after the publishing of these episodes. Uh, the next thing, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus released. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Right. I hear. So, I hear people are obsessed with it. Yes. Yeah, so, so supposedly it is very good. Though it is not necessarily what they kind of promised, because the whole big thing was like it's fully open world. Sadly, it isn't. Ah. Yes, but you are able to like in the overworld just chuck pokeballs at Pokemon, so that's fun. Oh, with like a chance of success or not? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So like it might just bounce back, but you can just like chuck it at them, and they they've kind of made the battling system semi real time but yeah like they've they've made a lot of decent changes though one of the reviews i heard is that like yeah these are cool changes but they're changes that you feel like should have happened like 10 games ago kind of thing yeah they make so many but, yeah like i would like to play like to play it. i don't have a switch sadly uh, I might get one eventually. I know that you like playing Pokemon every so often, so do you think you'll get it? it yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think so. I totally forgot that it came out, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, it just came out Friday. Oh. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I, I loved playing Sword, so... Yeah, just to give you guys a peek behind the curtain a bit, the way I take notes is I have a... I have a... A planner. Uh, and on the days, I, I take notes of like the news vaguely related to that day. So, so I'm able to tell what day the news came out on. So that's nice. Uh, Netflix is going to add more games to to its app. I didn't you, know you might have game app. Uh, they don't have a game separate app. So within the Netflix app on your phone, uh, you can play uh, games. Oh. Uh, you don't have to download. Yeah, you don't have to download any other app or anything. You just play it directly from 
the Netflix app. What it's... is the future? What is the modern day? <laughs> Netflix having games on your phone? Yeah, so like you know those like mobile vert like mobile uh, Stranger Things games, those those things you can play play through the Netflix app now. Ah. Uh... Yeah, but they they plan to add more. They've supposedly signed some some contract recently to um, well add more games to it. So just another thing to make the Netflix Netflix app bigger in size. Yes, yes, to where it is very hard to fit it on your phone. <laughs> uh, so the Halo show has a release date. It is coming out March twenty fourth. Soon. It looks really good. Like, have you seen the trailer for it? No. Uh, it looks I'm, fucking insane, dude. I'm not too into Halo, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not too into Halo either, and this story seems like it might go a little too deep into his backstory, which is kind of like the antithesis of, like, you know, Master Chief. He's supposed to be the faceless dude. Mm. And it looks like they might Mandalorian him, where he's like, oh, he might fucking take off his helmet. That's not, that's not good. That's not Master Chief. It takes away so much of, like, his character. Yeah. But we'll see. Well, actually, I won't see because it's on Paramount Plus and I don't have that. Though I might get it if this podcast does well. So that, one, I can watch stuff like that. And also, I really want to watch those South Park movies. <laughs> Damn it. The post-COVID movies. Because they, they had to deal with, um, with HBO Max and that's where the the first two COVID specials went. And then, because they had the COVID special and then the vaccination special. And then, um, then they signed a deal with Paramount to make like, it's like a ridiculous number. It's like 24 movies or something that for Paramount. And they've already made two, I believe. Oh, and crap. Uh, South Park comes back today as well, so I might watch that tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been going on for so long. Oh yeah, well it it actually hasn't had a season since 2019. Really? Yeah. Oh. So it's like, and it's also their big 25th season. Ah, uh, that makes sense because I've been seeing commercials about it again after so long. So. Yeah, well, so they the big thing that they had in the meantime because COVID obviously heavily impacted the the release of ever anything they had the covid special and then later that year they had the vaccination special and then they've been working on the special the the movies for um, paramount interesting yeah uh then of course you know the sony buys bungie that was on sunday okay so this i don't know how much you feel about this so, uh, Yacht Club Games, the publisher behind um, Shovel Knight, the creators of Shovel Knight, uh-huh. uh, have announced a new game, Mina the Hollower. Did you hear anything about this? I have not. So, uh, Mina the Hollower, according to their thing, is supposed to be like a, a Game Boy Color-esque game, like inspired game. It looks a lot like a, a Zelda game, kind of. Like a Zelda mixed a little bit with Castlevania-y game. It, <laughs> it, looks, it looks good. It's a lot of mixtures in there. Right? <laughs> but it, it does look quite good, you know. Uh, Shovel Knight is one of those games that, like, blew up in popularity. 
Yeah. So I, I would not. I'm not going to be surprised if you know Mina the Hollower is good. It yeah, looks it, good. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad game. I didn't beat it, but I played a little bit of it. And I think Shovel Knight's in Smash Bros. too. He is. I believe he's. Uh, I don't know if he's like a playable character, but he might be an assist. He's a. He's a. Or he's spirit. a me costume. Like he's an assist character. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, the next bit. Uh, is a bit funny. So, do you know who Team 17 is? No. Okay. Does Worms so. ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they, they are the publisher of the Worms games. They recently announced that they were going to do a thing called Meta Worms NFTs. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, similar to what Ubisoft was doing, uh, which that's funny in a, of itself. I'll mention that a little bit later. Um, so Team Seventeen they had announced like a few days ago that they were doing this Meta Worms NFT thing. The right. backlash was so big and so hard that literally yesterday they announced, "Never mind." Really? Yes. They cancel it. That makes sense. So, to, to, well, that's the thing. Gamers have finally said, yeah, no, th- this is a line too far. You know, we're willing to put up with your DLC bullshit. We're willing to put up with your, you know, fucking season pass bullshit. But this is a no. Yeah. Um... Because one NFTs, they're they're just bad. They're scams most of the time. Sometimes, yeah, you you can get like a nice little bit of digital art, but you could also just commission an artist to do that for way fucking less than one of these goddamn NFTs costs. Right. Exactly. But it, this is not something that should be put into games. So, like I mentioned, Ubisoft they have an NFT thing. Uh, and what it is, is you get pretty much an identical bit of kit. So, like, a helmet or something. Yeah. And all the only thing that's different between them is there's a number on, like, very small on, like, the forehead of the helmet or something. That's it. Can you guess how many they sold? I'm, I'm gonna guess, like, not even a hundred. They sold 15. 15? 15. Jesus. That is how much the gaming community is saying, fuck NFTs. And I 100% agree. They're so dumb. They, They are. They are pointless. They are so dumb. They... They actively harm the environment. They barely contribute anything to anything. They are the dumbest shit in the world. Anywho, <laughs> uh, so today there was a state of play uh, at the time of recording this. We are recording this on the second, so date, date, date. Uh, uh, it literally just focused on Gran Turismo. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I, I was able to catch the tail end of it. It looks amazing. It does. Like I'm not all that into r- racing games or realistic r- racing games, but it does look beautiful. Uh, it comes out March 4th, 2022. 
So keep an eye out for it if you are interested in that kind of thing. Uh, I, I mean, Need for Speed is really the only games I've played like that. Yeah, and Need for Speed and whatnot have a lot more. I don't know if you remember them. this one racing game, but it's called Split Second. Uh, I vaguely remember something like that. Got it on GameFly a long time ago, and like it was like one of those racing games where you get to slow down time and you can control the environment. Kind of remember that. The main so for me, racing games kind of just boil down to if I like I'm just playing with someone else and let's one person go the opposite way around the track, let's crash into each other. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Yeah. It's favorite thing to do in Dirt to Daytona. I also remember uh, one of our things when we would hang out. Uh, we would try to see how much damage we could do to make the repair timer go to ridiculous times. Do you remember that? Kind of. So what we would do is we would do the, you know, going in opposite directions and crashing into each other. And then we would painstakingly limp our way to the oh, to the pit yeah. to repair, and the repair times would be like thirteen hours. Massive. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And the thing is, it counted down in real time. It usually expects like, oh, you know, your tires are a bit worn or whatnot. We'll change that in like lickety split. Nope. No, <laughs> like we were looking at hours of waiting and. I believe once we were able to wait once for it to like do and then we immediately got into a crash limped back into the thing and uh it was like yeah nope another like three hours and we're like yes this is entertainment (laughs) this is how we want to spend our day (laughs) that's how we did spend a lot of our days yeah that's like when you're a kid during summer like you've got nothing better to do right Okay, well, that is all that we have for news. So, we get to hop into our topics today. Again, uh, as a bit of a refresher, our topics for today are Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, and Persona 5. Huzzah. Uh, so, who would like to go first? Do you want me to go to first today? Uh, yeah, you go first this time. Alright. So, Nino Kuni 2. What would you like to know about Nino Kuni 2? Is it connected to Nino Kuni 1? Barely. Barely. How so? Barely. Uh, so, for the most part, it is a pretty much completely separate story, though during one section of the game, fairly early on, there is like a tale that's being told to you and it is pretty much the tale of Nino Kuni 1. Oh. That's it. <laughs> Other than that it's like its own thing. I like I don't really know the story behind it all. So So well Nino Kuni 1's kind of sad actually. Like I haven't really played it yet. I I hopped into Nino Kuni 2 because PlayStation Access talked about it a lot and it was just like that looks really fun. Uh-huh. So Nino Kuni One is kind of a it's slightly different. So you, like you get these like creatures and whatnot, and you kind of use them mostly to do like spells and whatnot. But it is like more like action oriented. The story of One is called Wrath of the White Witch and whatnot, and uh, your mom dies immediately, kind of thing. Oh Jesus! It, yeah, it's, it's one of those games. 
But uh, Nino Kuni 2, again, is just like completely different. You play as, um, well, to start off, you play as uh, potentially the U.S. president. <laughs> so what happens like you're, is... Like that's the main character? That's a main character. Oh. The, the, the main character that you will most likely play through as through most of the game is uh, Evan, who is a prince who, uh, after his father dies, he is to ascend the throne. But the uh, weaselly advisor, who's literally a fucking rat, uh, uh, kicks you out and says, fuck off. Really? Well, he tries, well, he tries to kill you. Uh, in a coup, and you have to escape. Um, but before that, some so it. I say it's most likely the U.S. president. I'm just going by like president, and like a lot of the design around it is very U.S. president. Plus, he has a gun. <laughs> so the I'm just gonna say the president gets isekai'd. Something happens, and he ends up in this, you know, fantasy world with a gun. He just has a gun. Uh, and... Did not expect that from how the game looks. Right? Uh, and he... He talks... He comes into contact with Evan. Like, he, like, appears in Evan's room. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, so, um... Sup? <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, he's like, I have no clue what's going on. What about you? But um, right at that moment, you know, it's like one of those things, oh, um, we can't talk right now. There's a coup happening. <laughs> so you run through the castle and escape with the help of, like, uh, Evan's, like, mother figure governess person who promptly gets killed. Right. As you as you escape, um, from there, you you mostly at that point kind of shift from Roland, who's the president, with a gun, to Evan, who's like a little wizard boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from there, you kind of travel through, and you run across like this woman in a hut. This is like, here's these things called Higgledies. And they're like these little chibi elemental things that like hide in stones and shit. <laughs> and they, they'll help you in battle and whatnot as you befriend them, etc. Sounds like a very bizarre story. It is. It gets weird. Like, weird, weird. <laughs> so, after you do that, you go, you like go into this canyon and you come across uh, these people calling themselves, and you might get a laugh out of this, Sky Pirates. Nice. Exactly. What so, a throwback. <laughs> exactly. So, they they uh, are in like this feud with wa uh, Waverns? 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 Uh, yeah, Waverns. Uh, but not like the Waverns you might be thinking of. They're more anthropomorphic dragon people. Uh, uh, yeah, you pretty much settled that dispute for them. Uh go get your kingmaker which is this like weird fucking cockney yellow jelly bean guy <laughs> and then from there you set off to try to build your kingdom but first you need wood 
And where do you get wood? The forest. Always the forest. Exactly. So you go into the forest, to which then you ask the um, the king of the forest. You pretty much go, like, hey, we need some wood. And he's like, I can't do shit for you. And they're like, why? He's like, I don't own the forest anymore. I lost it gambling. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you have that to... kind of adventure. Yes. Oh man. So you're like, uh, okay, wh- where'd you lose it gambling? He's like, in the gambling city. So you're like, oh, okay. So you go to uh, the city's called Golden Paw, and you find out that in Golden Paw, everything is settled through gambling. The tax rate, uh, what people should do, everything is settled through gambling. Damn. Yes, and you witness the uh, the ceremony where this like big old statue takes these giant dice and just like drops it, um, and it's like, oh, the tax rate's increased. Sorry. <laughs> just sorry. Yeah, just sorry. And this is actually where you kind of get introduced to like the main plot kind of thing so as you go through and you're figuring out that yeah this is most likely rigged the king is definitely you know being whispered in the ear by his advisor kind of thing so you're like "Mm, yeah this is not not up to snuff so you uncover the conspiracy of what's going on in this town and you find out that yeah this guy that like fucking blew in with the wind one day and who is now the advisor seems really suspicious so you point that out and he's like yeah I'm taking this guy's kingmaker uh, and so you fight the guy's kingmaker and then the guy like the villain he is goes ha and then disappears into the night as they do yes taking the kingmaker with him uh, afterwards the um, the king of this area or as he's called the the grand high roller or whatever <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can... gambler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll give back the forest to Nile and whatnot. It's whatever. Fine. <laughs> so from there, like, that's kind of the thing. So you'll go to a new town. This guy will obviously be interfering in some way. He'll take their kingmaker, rinse and repeat kind of deal. Okay. But there's only, like a few cities within the game. It's like a fairly small game in some respects. Um, But the side quests of it, I I find very interesting because a lot of them are just to get people for your, for your kingdom because you decide to start your own kingdom called Evermore. That's dope. Because, right? So you want to, he gets kicked out of his kingdom. He's like, fuck it, I'll make my own with, Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> Epic gambler. <laughs> but, yeah, so all the side quests are, like, after you clear out a town of, like, its problem, you gain the respect of the people, and a lot of them are wanting to, like, join your your town. So you, like, you'll go up to them, and you'll do, like, a little side quest for them, and then they'll join your town. Or you go up to the... There's, like, a guy in each town that you can talk to who will introduce you to people who are interested in going to your town. Uh-huh. And literally that their quote unquote side quest is to just go up to them and talk to them. 
and just be like, hey, you want to join my town? Yeah? Cool. Get awesome. on over there. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the, the basic kind of plot. The second town also has like a weird, slightly interesting story that just kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh-huh. So part of it... So... So part of it, one of the things was you go to, you go back to Golden Paw to do some research on the other kingdoms. Because Evan's main goal of what he wants to do is he wants to unite the world. Okay. So, so if you wanted to word it in a specific way, you could say that he is seeking total world domination in some form. Because he's... No. <laughs> <laughs> no basically what he wants to do is end war he wants there to be no war so what he plans on doing is going into these towns solving their problem and having them sign a pact a treaty of sorts that kind of combines them into one big like nation kind of deal right to unite the world under one banner um I made it to the second city and solved its problem. Its problem was... It's called... So, the book is... Sorry. The game <laughs> is separated into chapters like a book. In fact, it even has like a little narrator that comes in at the beginning and end of each chapter. That's just... Oh, and the middle sometimes. That like... And so Evan and his friends built a ship so that they could sail on the sea. Uh, narrate it. Narrates it like a book. <laughs> It does. Um, but yeah, so they they go into this town, and it's they have this town has three main rules. Um, you cannot get sick. You cannot fall in love. Um, and you cannot go uh, up to high places, <laughs> like mountains. Which, no, so this is a, a water thing, so it's like, it's just like a city situated in the middle of the ocean kind of deal. Okay. Like pseudo-Atlantis, you could say. But yeah, so like... Pseudo-Atlantis. Yes, pseudo-Atlantis. So as you kind of go through, you kind of learn, like, oh, so the thing that brought in the like don't go on to high places thing so like it's basically don't go upstairs essentially like you can't go it's very weird and specific but like you can't go up to like to the most elevated areas in in the city so like a balcony and whatnot you can't go up to okay yeah that, and you find that's out weird well so you find out um, that what caused it was this guy's friend got drunk one day and fell off of a railing and got a bit hurt. Uh, when the guards found out, they told um, one of the main guys and the queen forbid people from going up to prevent it from happening again. Right. So you find out later that this city has been in a time loop for 300 years. Dang! Yes, so what happened is the city was victim to a volcano erupting, <laughs> and the entire city was destroyed. 
but the queen uh used like a machine or some like power to like reset it so if you've ever seen there's a movie what is it called i'm trying to remember miss peregrine's home for peculiar children uh yes i think i've seen that one yeah so it's kind of like that like she she traps them in a time loop where like they're constantly averting this disaster oh yeah and what will what would break the spell is if the population shifted at all so you can't fall in love because that could lead to a child and you can't you can't go into high places because you might fall off and die that's insane yeah so <laughs> that, that's so insane yeah so but you find out that the queen herself is in love with her like number like her right hand guy and has been forever like it's you know you know that childhood romance thing where it's like when I grow up I want you to marry me yeah will do kind of thing that's exactly but what she you know wants. well instead of in, like in the anime where it's like or in an anime where like that doesn't tend to work out most of the time. In this time, it does. Oh. Yeah. It warms like, my heart whole... when it works out. Exactly, right? Well, the thing is, like, she's like, okay, you're marrying me. Uh, f- fuck this town. So let's, let's move on. It's been 300 years. Let's move on. I want you to marry me. That's fair. So, so yeah. So, that's where then, like, you're able to get people and move them and get them to your side uh he becomes a a party member she's like help him help him do his thing while i prepare the wedding <laughs> so we're like some okay. of the reasonings are kind of like <laughs> right oh you know it's it's hilarious like oh why can't you get wood oh he he lost the entire forest in a gamble in a gamble love it <laughs> yeah that's hilarious but yeah, so the story is hilarious and silly, um, fucking weird at times. Uh, like, there was a great schism of some sort that like caused a crack in the ocean. So, in order to get to the other side, you have to get a boat that can jump. And just jump. The, it just jump. So the guy that we get from the the ocean place, you know the fiance now to the queen yeah um he's like he's like oh yeah you just you just jump it and everyone's just like what you, he's like you what yeah no seriously they're just like oh wow we didn't take you to be like a humor to have a sense of humor and he's like i'm fucking serious you jump the boat <laughs> and they're like okay and he's like well sorry like where i come from it's a daily sight fucking boats jump now deal with it <laughs> it's, a mo- it's the modern days my friend exactly fucking learn from the fish people make your boat jump <laughs> so he tells our ship makers that we got uh, that we stole from uh, a country uh, to, to to find a way to make our boats jump it is a little bit like you'll keep doubling back a lot 
Uh-huh. Like, um, after you make your deal in Goldpaw, you're sent south to the shipmakers. So you go to the shipmakers, and he's like, yeah, sorry, mate, um, most of our people keep getting taken by, like, this Kraken thing. So could you deal with that? So you leave, and you go deal with the Kraken, and rescue the shipmakers, and then you go back to the place, and you're like, okay, I did that. And they're like, good. Now we need wood. Could, could you get us wood for the thing? Oh and we're God. like, don't worry, mate, we already solved this problem. We know exactly where to get wood. So then you go, and you, you have to get a specific bit of wood from a specific part of that forest called Ironwood. So <laughs> Does Niles this gives wood you... have iron in it, per se? I would maybe think yes. <laughs> Ironwood, maybe <laughs> think. <laughs> but, um, but Niall gives you uh, this spray bottle, and he's like, it's specifically made to, like, get rid of spiky things. <laughs> and R- Roland, he's just like, what? That seems very specific. And he's like, just go with it. So you go into the woods, and an area that was previously blocked off by these big, like, spiky balls, you spray them down, and it goes down. And he's like, wow, that's a very niche, like, problem. <laughs> like... It really like, is. Yeah, it's just a spray to get rid of spiky balls. That's it. <laughs> like so just then you saying go through... it out loud. It's like... Right? So then you go through the this new area of forest, get to the Ironwood thing, find another boss, and then you go back to the shipmakers, and then you go like, hey, here's some wood. Or like, you can now go get the wood, because there's no longer a thing that'll just straight up kill you. And after the ship's made, uh, one of the shipmakers is like, Hey, is it okay if I like join you? And you're like, of course, absolutely. Go ahead. And then you now have a ship guy. <laughs> then one of the side quests uh, I came across was like this girl from the kingdom I'm from, or that your main character's from. Which, by the way, the name is Ding Dong Dell. The kingdom? Yeah, the kingdom's name is Ding Dong Dell. That's expert. It's expert level naming there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the main population is cats. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's cat people in Ding Dong Dell, mixed with humans and rats, of course. Or mice people. Um, uh-huh. in, in Golden Paw, it's dogs is the main main populace. Yes. And the the Grand High Roller's name is Master Pugnacious. And he's a pug. He's a pug guy. A pug man. Yes, a pug man. Um but yeah, so you meet up with her in like this other forest and she's like my llama uh, got lost somewhere in here. Could you go get him? And you're like, sure. I went down the wrong side to go that way, but it opened up a shortcut so I can teleport to that area again. And there's a guy in in a Higgledy suit just, like, dancing around saying that he's a Higgledy. <laughs> and you're like, 
okay. And he's like, give me pebbles and I'll give you candy. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so you give him ten pebbles and he, he gives you a piece of candy. And you can just keep doing that. And then I asked him once, like, are you a Higgledy? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. So, like, completely out of context, I've never played uh-huh. this game. Or this series yeah. ever. It's just, like, I feel like I'm having a fever trip. Like... Dude, sometimes when you're playing it, you feel like you're having a fever dream. Like, you're explaining it to me, and I'm like, am I even awake right now? <laughs> like... No, it's... Like, it's what even is this so, game? It's so good. It's so good in how weird it can be. I, yeah, like, I hear it. Like, it's really good. It sounds pretty fun. How, oh, yeah, I know, like... How far did you get? So, I'm about 24-ish hours or more in it. That's uh, not bad. I... Yeah, I, I believe I'm just starting Chapter 6. There's a total of nine chapters in the game. I was just starting Chapter 6, in which... We I just upgraded my ship to be able to jump the crack in nice. the world. Nice. Yeah. So I have that to do, but I was uh, getting ready to do a bunch of the side quests to get more people into my town to upgrade my town. Because that's a, a major part of it too is like managing and upgrading your kingdom. That that does sound like really fun, though. It is. There's also uh, skirmishes that you can do. So, like, you take your army out, and you, like, fight, like, enemies that might be attacking your kingdom, or just, like, you're going through and, like, destroying their, their, like, battlements and shit going on. It's really fun. That's awesome. I'm Uh, definitely going to have to try it sometime. Oh, definitely. There's also a side quest, uh, dealing with dream doors. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) Well, you would think it would be like, oh, wow. A dream inside of a trippy fever dream. Exactly. It's not. It's just going through a cavern. Really? (laughs) Yeah, so you go through this door, and the main thing is that the longer you're in it, the more dangerous it becomes. So, like, the enemies will get stronger. um, And it'll become harder to get through. But you can, like, go to this, like, shrine in it to kind of downgrade it. So it's a little bit easier by the time you get to, like, the boss. Right. And it only goes up to, I think, three levels? I think? Three or five levels of danger. But all you do is you're just going through these areas trying to find the door. And then once you find the door, you go to the next level. And you go down a certain number, number of levels, and then you fight the little boss of the area. And then you're out. So the dream door is actually quite uh, mild. Uh, I had written something down that I wanted to talk about. I can't quite remember what it was. Any questions so far? No. It just overall sounds like a really a really fun experience. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Like The combat is extremely smooth. Though you can sometimes feel like it kind of... Every time you finish a battle, uh, it plays a little tune. Like it, it plays a tune in a big victory 
like the big word victory pops up on the screen. Uh-huh. Uh, and similar to um, to Kingdom Hearts 3, or as we were talking about last episode, Nier, uh, you, you can switch between three swords. Or three weapons. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, though there's not... It's not super useful. So basically, the reason for it is you can charge up the weapon as you're hitting, as you're using it. Um, and then once it's, like, hit 100%, you can do, like, a really strong version of an attack. Um, and then, basically, the only reason for having the three swords is so that you can do that three times. Oh. Yeah. So... Or you, you know, can switch to a stronger sword, or say uh, a certain status effect works really well against an enemy, and this sword so happens to have that status effect kind of thing. So most of the time so, you just be using one sword, but if you want to use like more of that special ability, you would charge up all three. Yeah. And then, well, I haven't really talked much about the Higgledies. Yeah. So the Higgledies, like I said, are these little elemental things that you get from these rocks. Um, or you can cook them and make them. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> um, what? Yeah, so... So, so they can be your you friend them, or you can eat them. No, so you you cook them to make them. Um. Okay, so let me explain. So as you start building your kingdom, uh, you go back to that old lady at the cottage and you're like, hey, would you like to join our kingdom? Uh, and she says, yeah, but I need my scrubbing brush because the, the Higgledy's really like a nice clean pot to be made in kind of thing. <laughs> so you, you go on a, a scavenger hunt thing to find her scrubbing brush. You get her scrubbing brush and you bring it back to her. And that's when you uh, gain access to the dream doors. Like, like you get the scrubbing brush and you're like, yeah, I got this cleaning equipment. And then this really mysterious professor just like appears in the cat cave. And she's like, hey... You seem pretty strong. Want to go in this weird door over here? Oh, God. And she's like... She she talks really weird. Like... As if she's like hundreds of years old. But also not. Like, she's just like, I'm a professor at a university. You can find me at the library in Goldpaw. And she's like... And if you go to her in the library in Goldpaw without having, like, collected all the things, she'll be like, uh, I've read everything here, but what are you doing here? Fucking get my dream stones or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, geez, okay. Just wanted to say hi while I'm collecting people from this town. But yeah, so what she does is she, uh, what the grandma, lady, aunt you call her your aunt for some reason um and she gets she you put her in this building and she researches like a the higgledy cookbook and then you just you can just make them and for some reason it's called cooking them for some reason i, I don't know why but you're crafting but them really pretty much yeah so what you can do is you can have i believe four of them equipped at a time and what they'll do is they'll just kind of like run around the battlefield uh, as you're in a fight and once they kind of gather up you can go to them and activate their like little special thing so like one of them they'll like build a little cannon and shoot at the enemy 
Another one will, like, create, like, a black hole at the enemy. Another one just heals you. Um, during the King's... Uh, King Bearer battles, uh, there's special Higgledies that will appear. So in the, like... In the most recent one that I, I did, uh, they're trapped in these, like, ice pillars. Uh-huh. So you break the ice pillars, and they kind of gather together. And when you activate them, they become like a machine gun thing. And you shoot the the king bearer as he's flying around, or if he has a shield, to try to ground him. <laughs> or just to kill him. Either one. Higgledies are fun. <laughs> that, just the name gets me. Higgledy. Oh, Oh yeah, no, I, I love it. I like going Hergaldy. Hergaldy. <laughs> Hergaldy. <laughs> uh, the battles, uh, like I said, they're a little bit fast at times, uh, but the bosses are quite fun. There's like, quite a few bosses, and they're quite varied. Uh, the enemies, they do tend to get a little bit recycled here and there, but they do get introduced at a steady pace. Um, there's, there's also just is there a fucking... decent amount of diversity though. Yeah, there's a there's a decent amount of diversity. Like, there's times where like you'll hit a battle, and there's like a lot, like a good nine, ten enemies just like standing in front of you, and you're just like, mm, yes, mm, yes, yes. <laughs> but there's like your your standard slime esque enemy, skeleton enemy, um, like these weird fairies, uh, some wolves. Um, some, there's just these big ass dragons just hanging about as well. That's cool. Yeah, no, they're just like, you'll, I was, when I was first starting the game, I do remember like, I came out of like the old lady's cabin and you look up at the top of the hill and at the top of the hill, there's just a dragon standing there just walking about. It's called a, it's called a. A worm, a worm, but like like actually, yeah, worm. worm. Yeah, like W Y R M. Oh, worm. A but worm? um, I think it's worm. Wait, I don't know. Something like that. Dragon with you know feet. <laughs> I I think it's misnamed. It's it's weird. But you go you go up to it and you're like maybe I can take this on. No, you can't. It's level fifty. You're level like. 10. Oh, jeez. No. It will fucking stomp you into the ground. Um, but there are also strong enemies. So, like, there'll be a version, uh, like, a stronger version of, like, a normal enemy just hanging about on the battlefield. Or in the overworld. And it'll have, like, this purple ring around it. And it'll just stand there menacingly. And, like, you go up to it and it's like, it gives off a dark aura do you want to fight this level, like, 30, uh, puddle goo? <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, that's, so the name of one of the enemies is puddle goo. Nice. And you're like, sure. I think some of the strong enemies have, like, weird names like Manfred or whatever as well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. The thing is, the UI can be a little bit small at times. Unlike uh, 
something I did kind of forget to mention in Dragon Ball Z. I did I mentioned it a little bit is that the UI can be a little overbearing. Uh, the UI is constantly on the screen in Dragon Ball Z, like always, always. Damn. So like, uh, well, it'll fade away sometimes, but like the controls of like how to control the game are constantly there, and they'll like fade away, but they'll keep popping up. Well, like, is there no setting? It's, I not that I know of. Normally, normally there's like settings you could change. Yeah, not not that I know of, but there might be. I didn't look too deep in the settings. <laughs> um, I will say so, real quick. With this game, I did. I did uh, also buy it ages ago. I bought it around the same time I bought the uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, so I've been playing it for since about then. Though I did play less of it than than Kakarot. Um. Again, I have about 20 or so hours into it. The game's supposed to be about 30 hours, give or take. So you're pretty but I do a lot of this. Well, I do a lot of the side quests, so I'm a little bit behind. It'll probably take me about 40 to 50 hours. Um, on Pickupable, uh, the, the thing that I made up for games that I've been playing and tend to sit down for a long time, I put story at a medium. Uh, while I was able to remember quite a bit of the story, um, you can you can understand a bit why um, I have a hard time remembering exactly what happened because a lot of it feels like a fucking fever dream. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> to where you're like, where you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that the reason that this gambling town exists is because this fucking elf guy sold his forest. Epic gambler. <laughs> Epic gambling. Um, but objectives are easy. They, it tells you pretty much exactly what you're doing. Um, if you need to like a re-up on the story, you can kind of go through the old quests that you've done because they're kept in a log. And you can kind of read the description of the quests to get a refresher. That's nice. Yeah, That's common in a lot controls, of RPGs too is they have like story recaps. Oh yeah. yeah. The controls are fairly easy. It's not too uh, not too bad. Uh, the mechanics I, I put on a medium. Uh, I forgot I, I forgot some systems like I I forgot that one skirmishes were a thing, and I forgot uh, how to do them. Period. <laughs> like I was like, how how does this work again? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's an absolute joy. I will definitely try to push to actually beat it sometime soon because I love it. It. It's on my list of games I want to platinum because it just it's so it's so fun, and I'm super excited to try out Nino Kuni One. I bet, yeah, yeah. I, I I just I'm curious how much of a fever dream Nino Kuni One might be. <laughs> if I if memory serves right, in one of the PlayStation Access videos I watched, uh, there's a genie. I think there's a genie in it that you can just encounter at some point so yeah I think that that's it for Nino Kuni so uh, unless you have any more questions about it no I, I like I really don't you covered a okay. lot <laughs> yeah well it is the most recent game I've been playing like I beat uh, Kakarot on like Sunday yeah and then uh, Monday I played like 
10 or so hours straight of Nino Kuni. Damn. Yeah. And then, um, I didn't really touch it yesterday. Because I, I was like, I need, I need some space. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it's absolutely a wonderful game. I, I know I'm only a fr- <clears throat> I'm only a fraction of the way through it. <laughs> But I think it's definitely something that you would you would enjoy. It, so uh, let's go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, it, it really does sound like fun, and I might. Yeah. But I honestly might play the first one first. Yeah. Yeah, that that would probably be smart. Personally, the reason why I I went to Nino Kuni two first is, um, what I really like PlayStation Access, which is one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels, and. Uh, in Rob's Friday features, he would bring up Nino Kuni a lot, uh, and it just looked so fun. And he was talking about how, oh, you know, he platinumed it and everything, and like he he went hunting for that last fiftieth skirmish to get the platinum and whatnot. And I was like, ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> when I haven't heard a whole lot about Nino Kuni one, on the other hand, so I, I put that on a back burner, uh, relatively in comparison. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so let's go ahead and start on with Persona. Persona 5. Yes, Persona 5. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I have played an abs- uh, in the scheme of things an absolutely tiny bit of it. I still have yet to even fight the first boss. So you haven't completed the first palace yet? Nope. I'm oh my god. Still, I'm still eight hours in. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my most recent save on the original one on the PS4 was like 105 hours Oof. total. <laughs> Damn. And that's just like one playthrough. I never played through it again after that. Yeah. Like until Royal came out. And I didn't beat Royal yeah. yet, so. That's fine. We're not talking Royal today. We're just talking plain old vanilla Persona 5. Yeah, so, like, Persona 5 is definitely one of my favorite Persona games. Uh, next to number three. But, like, I don't know. I remember, I remember waiting so long for Persona 5 to come out. Like, like yeah. seeing promotional stuff of it, and it was, like, It was, like, new age Persona graphics, and, like, the city was way more explorable, and, like, you can do so much more stuff, and, like, it looked, (laughs) I loved the comic book style of it, and it looked so amazing. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it had a notoriously long, uh, wait time, because it was originally slated to come out for the PS3. It was, yeah. Uh... Yeah, it, it did. It did release on it, but it also took so long that the PS4 came out. <laughs> so then they just kind of like extended it to release on there to, as well. To... Exactly. Yeah. But yes. So anyway, like, of course, story-wise, it's about a delinquent kid. Well, quote unquote, delinquent kid gets in trouble with the law. He's got to move to like. His his family's friend, which is, like, the coffee shop owner. Yeah, I think it's... I don't know, for some reason, from what I remember, it's, like, almost like his probation officer that just so happens to also run a coffee shop or something. No, it's not his probation officer, but it's someone his family knows and just kind of, like, sends him off to that guy, and then that guy has to, like, keep record of what he's doing. Yeah. I guess, in a sense, it would be a probation officer. But, like, this guy is the guy that reports to the probation officer. Yeah. But I noticed a lot of, like, Persona games... Well, I mean, I guess that is Persona, like, takes place within a year. But it's always, like, the main character moves to another town. because Because of some trouble they got into, or, you know, like... Like number four, like there, like he had some like family issues, and like his parents moved away or something for like a year. I think, as far as I can tell, the at at the very least, the one that doesn't do that, I think, is the first game. Yeah, I haven't played one or two, so I own one, two, three, four, and five. Uh, I have not played it, any of them. <laughs> I, I dipped into one, and. One just kind of, like, drops you into it. It's just like, go. <laughs> kind of thing. And it it's interesting. I, I need to play more of it to actually, like, kind of get a feel and whatnot. 
Yes. But yeah. Uh, Story wise, so you're just like delinquent kid moves to Shibuya, has to stay there for a year, can't do anything crazy because he gets in trouble with this like really rich guy. Uh, he's drunk. He's like messing with a girl. He tries to save her. He gets like arrested. Puts a bad name on his his record, and then like that's what kind of like starts up the whole. Adults are like cruddy people, and and they're all shameful, and they're all bastards. (laughs) So like that sets up the the main plot, which is uh, the main character finds like his persona, and he forms a group called the Phantom Thieves, and. I I really love it. I remember having such a good time with it. Like I was so excited to play it and it was so epic like seeing all the new graphics and the way that they let you play into the game and then you like meet all your all these characters that eventually become your friends and it slowly becomes so like you actually connect with the characters and that's what I love about Persona games. Because you have like yeah, for me you have like those social bonds okay. that you can do. Yeah, which is I I love for that. me. For me, I I really so what got me potentially interested in Persona Five was the Super Butter Buns video. Oh yeah, on it. it it's a really good video. Like it makes me really want to play it. But what always stops me is the daunting, like iceberg that is Persona 5 or just like the fucking massive wall in front of me that <laughs> seems unclimbable kind of thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Because <laughs> so I, I tend to get a little bit paralyzed by choice at times or like if I know that a oh. decision might affect the rest of the game I have trouble doing anything. So for example um, and this is like technically one of the calmer examples, Deathloop. I bought the game, and two things made me a little bit, you know, hesitant to continue. The fact that people can invade your game and just kill you, making you have to restart uh, the loop. And two, the uh, the fact that one things might change. So, since it's made by the same developer as Dishonored and it has a lot of the same mechanics in Dishonored if you if you go around killing too many people the levels get harder dingier dirtier everything's super grimy as you kill people (laughs) and like there's fucking plague rats everywhere but if you don't kill people and you're like super stealthily and you're just knocking them out and like being careful and shit everything's fine in Dishonored so like in Dishonored I get super paralyzed by like oh no am I am I destroying the town what's happening <laughs> kind of thing I, I definitely get the choice thing though because Persona games yeah. it's all about choices like what you do with each day because it goes day by day by day exactly and like, depending on what like... depending on what you do like for those days different stats could like be increased yeah. and like different social links could be and like it really yeah, like, like changes the factor of like your performance in combat and like other things in the game yeah like it, it 
can change absolutely everything. Or say, like, oh, you want to get into the relationship with this girl, but oh, uh, but it, maybe this girl. Just be careful not to be in a relationship with two girls at once, or else things will get awkward. I, I definitely <laughs> like, dated as many girls on that game as I could. <laughs> but like I, I look at it and. I get kind of worried about continuing. Like, when I'm in the dungeons, I'm comfortable. It's fine. There's not too much choice and whatnot in the it's dungeons. Very, it's okay, the dungeons but... are very linear, and they're fun. The yeah. com- I love the combat in that game. Yeah, though I will say that... Um, recently, that's technically what's been stopping me, is the combat. Really? It's good. Well, it's good, but... So, what would happen is... I would hop into where I was in the dungeon and start exploring. And as I'm starting to explore, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. You know, rip off the mask of this guy, get into a fight, kill him, you know, go through. And then, oops, I died. Because I got in, I accidentally slipped and they, like, my foot was out of place. And I got absolutely charged down by the guy and then uh, they were all surrounding me and just fucking ganked me. So <laughs> I have never had so that problem. Just, oh, dude, it, it sucked. Like, so, you actually got caught so, by the enemies? Yeah, so I was walking around, and I was trying to do the stealth thing. Uh, and I think I, I, like, I mispressed the button or something. And something weird happened to where, like, they caught me while I was trying to do the stealth move. Um, and when it went into the battle, I was surrounded by the enemies. Oh, man. And they just beat the shit out of me until all of my characters died. (laughs) I have never had that problem before. So then it booted me back to the safe room, to which I was like, and I'm setting down Persona 5 for today. (laughs) I'm assuming that's the last time you played it, huh? Pro- yes, it was. <laughs> that sounds I cool. have... Well, since then, I have booted to the start screen at least twice. In, like, ooh, I kind of want to play. And then I just kind of let it... Let it get washed away by the other games I end up playing on PS5. That- that's the thing that tends to happen. Like, I'll pull it up to where it's, like, on like my main bar... And then as I play other games, it just gets washed away back into the main set of my library. Damn, dude. No, you you definitely should play it. Like, it's such a fulfilling... I mean, of course, this is just my opinion. Like, I, I loved Persona 3. I played the shit yeah. out of that one. And then number 5 is just, like, held, like, such a precious place in my heart. But, like, it's such a... Like, you feel complete once you like once you're going to school and you're hanging out with your friends and you're like like upgrading your stats and like answering test questions and stuff like that like it gives like it's just so fun i love it like going day by day and then like choosing like stressing over whether you should go into the dungeon or not because time's running super close yeah. And and well, so, so then like you wait until the last second and then you just like <laughs> do the whole dungeon in one go which was probably a bad idea because you're super un- underleveled. <laughs> but that's how I played so, it and I succeeded. Yeah. 
Well, for me, another thing is it is something that if you're going to do, I feel like you have to commit because it is a on average 100 hour RPG. Oh yeah. Like when I like, when I think of like RPGs that take a long time, it's definitely a Persona game. Yeah. And I think it's because <laughs> of the day by day factor. Yeah. Like the I think the day by day factor is part of what's kind of scaring me, you know? <laughs> Because the whole year, so, well, yeah, but I've put over a hundred hours into other RPGs before, like you know, Legend of Heroes. I've put in both the first and the second game over a hundred hours in both of them, and like I, I didn't feel too much problem with it because while, yeah, a lot of it is kind of blocked off, it doesn't fully feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, not necessarily, no. So, say, take, for example, Legend of Heroes 1. You are going from city to city, and in each city, you go to the Bracers Guild, and that's where you pick up the side quests. Yeah. That's where all the side quests are. Yeah. Um, so while you're in there, uh, they're, the side quests are ranked by length of time, so you got... Uh, you got a short period of time, medium period of time, and you got a long period of time. Uh, that usually just means how much story advancement happens before you fail the, the side quest. Oh. So, like, you kind of get a gauge of how how much time you have to do it, but it also doesn't feel too constraining. And if you, you know, miss one, you're just like, oh, okay, oops. <laughs> yeah. With Persona... Now, I haven't gotten fully into the whole day day sim of it yet, because, again, I'm only eight hours in. I've done some of the things, but it hasn't given me, like, the full freedom yet. Like, I'm, Oh, my God. I'm in my... Well, I'm in my first time going into the dungeon voluntarily. Okay. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at in it. It's the first time going into the dungeon voluntarily. Yeah, so, you, so you're still not fully, fully, like... you Out of the tutorial? Yeah, because I, yeah, I think after no. that point, then they give you the choice of, like, do whatever you want as long as you get it done. <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. And then they let well, you go wherever in the city after that. Yeah, like, I think I'm either just before that or just after that, but, like, I am in, like, one of the first times in the dungeon voluntarily, like, I'm in, like, the first upstairs, I think, safe room or something like that of the dungeon. Oh, I, so you I just know. started the dungeon too. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm fairly early. Like, I'm out of the basement. <laughs> yeah, there's, for there's sure. a whole lot more to that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, I never finished the story though. Like, it's just a bunch of misfit teenagers that like. As the story goes on, you figure out what happened to them, how, like, people, like, did them wrong, and then you all form the Phantom Thieves, and then you pursue, like, evil adults that are corrupting people, 
And then as time goes on, you figure out that it's mostly centered around this one big bad guy that's controlling it all. And then you, you defeat that guy. And you go right. home. <laughs> you just go home. But, go home but not without all those cream. new social links and girlfriends you have obtained. <laughs> but they don't know that. They don't know that. <laughs> nah, it's really cool because, um, like, the difference between, like, you going into the palaces and, like, daily life is, like, you become, like, a persona, like, an actual persona yourself. Like, you become, like, a thief. Mm. You've got, like, new clothing. You've got a nickname. Like. So, this is going to be a bit of an awkward question. And it might... Because, like I said, Persona is a game that I do want to actually play sometime. I would like to actually beat it. <laughs> It'd be nice. It's really good. It was a tearjerker at the end, too. Yeah. How would you suggest I tackle it? So, like, for example, the way I tend to play games is, like, it depends. Like, how should I tackle it in a way that I don't set it down and it collects dust for another two years? <laughs> how do I... <laughs> how do I prevent the, uh, the rust from accumulating, per se... Because the way I like the way I tackled say GTA five I I would literally play it a bit every day. I would sit down, do a couple of missions, and I I could set it back set it back down and pick it up again the next day. Is there a way of doing that with Persona? Or is it uh if you're picking it up to say, like, oh, you know, make progress in the dungeon, you're going to be working at it for at least three hours or more. No, I'd, I'd definitely say you could play it in that way because, again, it's a day-by-day. Day. So, like, for example, mm -hmm. Grand Theft Auto, you did a couple missions a day. Persona, yeah. you could go to a... You can, like, play for a week, put it down, play again another time for, like, a few days or whatever, or just, like... Just do as much of the dungeon as you can, put it down, stuff like that. Like, like really. So I think you just have to have like a dedication to like wanting to know more about what's going on. Like, you want to see like more of the palace. You want to like you want to figure out where you can go in the city and like what you can do. Right. But like you well, really so just like take your like, just take your time with it. Like. Yeah. So, like, when you say play it for a week, do you mean play it for a week in real life or play it for a week in the game? <laughs> like, in the game. Okay, so how long is a week in the game, like, in real time? Uh, well, you have, you have a... Give or take. You have a morning and then you have a night for each day. Yeah. Uh, usually you could spend the morning hanging out with people or most of the time it's going to school. So then you get the evening to decide if you want to go to the dungeon or if you want to hang out with people again. Or if you just want to go study a book or go to the arcade. Stuff like that. So it, it I think a week would really take probably 20 minutes max. Okay. What if, with that week, you included a trip to the dungeon? 
I, I, a trip to the dungeon, I'd say an hour, because you have to, you have to include combat and exploration, and because if you're like me, you reach every nook and cranny of a dungeon. I, I do. Yeah. I, if there's a a shaded in bit of that map, you know, I'm going to the end of that corridor to see if there's a treasure chest. But with these dungeons, like, like you do have to act like a thief. Like you have to plan your moves out and make sure you don't get caught and get yourself fucking screwed over. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you're gonna trapped have to in leave a corner, being kicked. <laughs> yeah. To reduce the alarm, and then that's just gonna take more time, and then it's gonna waste time before your deadline. Which your deadline? But the alarm wasn't the problem. <laughs> your deadline is like normally like half a month or a month in game. Yeah, the de- the deadline does seem to be fairly so long. So they give you a lot of time it's to just... decide if you want to go to the dungeon. Well, the problem I I run into is I do tend to feel a lot of empathy for the characters at time. Where, like, because as you're going through the dungeon once in a while, like, your characters will go, I'm tired. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> That's how they get you, though. Damn. Yeah, you just so gotta like, ignore oh, okay, that. I guess we'll call it a night. <laughs> Because <laughs> what I well, what I did mostly was I would actually literally just do as much of the dungeon as I possibly could could in one go before the game actually wouldn't let me go further without leaving and coming back. Right. So, because th- like I would always get the dungeon done super fast, and then I would literally just have the rest of the deadline to just do other stuff like going to the arcade and like studying and hanging out with people and then when the deadline hits that's when the story picks up again and then it continues okay Uh, I'd I'd say just take your time with it and just like do a couple days or if you want to go longer go for it yeah because I think that that for anyone looking at the daunting task that is Persona 5, it's good to kind of recommend some kind of potential way of tackling it. Yeah. I I mean, or you could just set yourself a goal, like... True. But with not fully knowing the game, it's kind of hard to tell where to set goals, you know? Yeah. Well, you have, like, social stats that you could be like, okay, well, like, in the next few days, I'm gonna increase my, like, knowledge or some shit. Well, yeah, that's all well and good when um, when you're at that part of the game. Yeah, but I definitely think you need to get a little bit further than you are. Yes, I just it'll start, have to get through the dungeon. It, it will start opening up and giving you more stuff to do, and then it will be funner. Well, like, like I said, I'm not having trouble finding fun. It's just the daunting tasks looking ahead kind of thing. Like, it's fun to do. It's just looking ahead... It's like looking at a really long checklist. Yeah. Like, I, get I have that. a lot of stuff to do. So I need to do this, 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 and this kind of thing. The, the thing that I look at and intimidates me is getting the personas. Yes. It's filling out the actually... compendium of personas because you could miss them and you will never get a chance to get them again. And then you have that one empty spot in that book. And it just makes you cringe. Yeah, I know that feeling <laughs> with a lot of games, man. And you know that you can't go back and get that persona. 
unless you fuse it. But if you're a high level, you're not going to be able to get that low level persona through fusion. Right. So, like, it's just a kick in the ass if you miss a persona, which I I love filling out the compendium. It was, like, the number one thing I did in number three. So, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. The, the personas, shall we say. Uh, so, the main enemies of the game are personas, right? Yeah, they're, like demon dark versions of personas yeah yeah i believe in the shimagami tensei games they are called just demons but they in the persona games got renamed to personas i mean i guess they're called shadows and then when a person finds their persona that's them accepting their dark side which is them turning their shadow persona into an uh, a good persona i guess you'd say yeah, relatively speaking. <laughs> but from what it looks like, a lot of the like getting personas and whatnot is kind of like Pokemon. It really you kind is. Of beat down their beat down their will, and then you just sweet talk them into joining your team. Like you negotiate, you like you literally point a fucking gun in their face, <laughs> and you're just like, you either ask them for money, an item, or to join your team. And if if yeah. they join your team, it's literally like Pokemon. It's like Persona captured, and you like put it inside <laughs> of a mask, and then you put it in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, God, I love weird games like that. <laughs> like RPGs have stuff like that, and that's why they're so fun. Yeah, they are. Their concepts are so silly, but it's also so serious. Yeah. Now, I will say that for this particular game, since I am super interested in it, I would like spoilers kept to a minimum, I guess. You know? I mean, you've already, you know, you've given a good gist of the story and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to be as, like, not so, like, like, I'm not telling you about, like, I'm not telling you how many dungeons there are, or, like, what they are, who... Like, how you get them. Actually, you know, I will say, knowing the number might help. You think so? Yeah, like, knowing that there's nine chapters of Nino Kuni helps me a bit. Yeah, I guess if you think of it as chapters, then... Yeah. Uh, I believe there's a total of seven. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it takes the daunting task of who knows how many episodes there are in this anime, down to about seven. So, like, knowing that you can also, like, divvy up your time amongst social things and dungeon yeah. stuff now. So, like, you'll know you have plenty of time or whatnot. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I do think and that... you're going to meet an abundance of characters, too. Oh, yeah. I don't need... That's where I don't need to know. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, though I guess, nah, we'll not do that because that would just become problematic. I was gonna say, who do you think's best girl? Yeah, I, I can't say. <laughs> it's also very loaded for me because 
because <laughs> you dated all of yeah, them. <laughs> throughout the course of the game, my opinions have switched several times. So, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, but that's it, the Persona's also a dating sim. So, <laughs> yeah, it's an RPG simulation dating sim game. So, how would you compare Persona Five to? the other personas four and three the ones that you've played well obviously graphics are better but that's just because it's like different time the other ones were handheld and or ps2 <laughs> uh it's not as dark as persona 3 was persona 3 had some very dark themes but it's darker than right. persona 4 so it's kind of like a happy medium between the two. Yeah, I think so. Like, like they balance it out very well. Like between like the comedy, the seriousness, and like the dark themes of it all. Nice. So that's kind of gameplay wise. Like Persona Five beats them all, <laughs> hands down. Yeah, I could kind of see that. In soundtrack alone. The soundtrack is so snazzy. It's so fun. So. So jazzy. I love a good jazzy soundtrack. Like, you're playing Royal, right? No, I'm oh, playing okay. Basic Persona 5, and then I'll play Royal. Because I do have them both, because... Fuck my bank, I guess. Yeah, Roy- Royal adds <laughs> so much, because I'd like... I I actually want to beat it now. <laughs> talking talking yeah. about it, it's like bringing up memories, and I'm like, ah, oh, I should beat it. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm no, nowhere I, near I really... beating it. <laughs> but now I have other games to play, so. Well, yeah, but remember that there's a nice little section at the end of this that's like, what else are you playing? Yeah. So, you could you could be playing some Persona Five Royale as well. Uh, Just I'm, dip I'm into gonna, it every I'm so often. I'm gonna be saying this now. There's gonna be a lot of multitasking going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else you would like to talk about with Persona Five? Uh, I mean, I want to talk more about, like, the characters and everything, but I don't want to spoil it too much for you. So, um, so then go Like, I, I, I just wanted I mean, to talk about, like, like, the Phantom Thieves themselves. Right. Like, uh, I'm sure you know Ryuji. Yeah, that's, like, the first guy yeah, you get, right? Yeah, And then, yeah. have you met On yet? Yes, I Is have. she in your party? Yes, she is. Okay. You might be further than I think, then. Not too sure. You know, I, I've done all the stuff, like, with getting her into the party, and this is, like, I think my first time in the dungeon with her. Okay. So, I, at this point in time, on is Bay. <laughs> yes. I will agree with that. Now that I know yes, that you I know on on is Bay. Yes. I... I don't know if I should... I should probably wait for other characters to come in before deciding. You yeah, know? I do think you need to make... Because if you're loyal... Is it, if you're loyal, yes. you have to have a very strong heart going forward in this game. Yes. <laughs> yes, This that is going to be a you task. You have to be dedicated. <laughs> I have to be dedicated, damn it. <laughs> or you can be like me and just go for them all. <laughs> Nah, I, because I feel like it would have negative 
effects, but I guess it well, doesn't. Okay. But the, the reason, the initial reason that I did that was to get the trophy for completing all of the social uh, links. links. Yeah, so like it just happened that way. Right. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on a second playthrough. Yeah, it's all, it's all says, a matter of like, how you want to play the first time. So, You know, I, I might in this week dip back into Persona 5. We'll see how, how that goes next week. I'll let you know. <laughs> it's, it's hands down one of my favorite games. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's really all I want to... I can't think yeah. of anything else without really diving... So that's the problem when we game. get to the area. Yeah, that's the problem without with a game that's so story heavy. Sometimes it's hard to be careful with like the spoilers and whatnot. Yeah. With Nino Kuni, since I I haven't finished it, we kind of got a little bit lucky because you know I'm not at the end game to spoil anything. Yeah. And like with all with how choppy and out of context that was for me, like I. <laughs> if I played it now, it would just all be a new experience anyway. Oh yeah, like I, I didn't even give you the description of the town I'm heading to. So, yeah. like, just the description of the town I'm heading to is fucking weird. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I guess with that we will begin to wrap up. Hell yeah! Uh, there, yeah, it's really like sparking. The, the want to play games now though like talking about yeah. it like making these two podcasts oh yeah Th- these two episodes have really like gotten me revved up to play some games like, and, like oh, wow, let's play some games it, it's such a good initiative too to like get through our backlog of games we haven't beaten either so, yeah like I mean <laughs> except for this next week for you because you bought a game for the next episode, yeah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it's going to be all brand new. <laughs> yeah, at least for at you. At least for a while. Uh, for I, me... I have played the game for the episode after that. Yes, so, so we we have planned the next two episodes. Um, so that, that's good. Uh, so let's go ahead and just say what uh, next what's happening next week. What's next episode? What do you play? Uh, so I'm a big fan of... Uh, of Adventure Time, and the game was on sale, so next time I'm going to be playing Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion, which looks yeah. extremely fun. Yeah. As for me, I am delving into an RPG series I've like been like hovering on the outskirts of, just kind of curious about, because you, know, you hear about it every so often, and it's about as old as like some it's like a, a fairly long running series and i'm very surprised that like i i barely heard about it i'm delving into star uh, star ocean uh, the first departure which is the psp uh remake of the first star ocean game that was re-released on ps4 which i'm going to add that's probably going to be a tough one to complete if you complete it in time yeah it's it's actually fairly short. Uh, let me grab my grab my phone. So it's it's possible that I'll be able to do it. It is fairly story heavy and it has a lot of like cutscenes and stuff. 
Uh, but it shouldn't be too, too bad. Let me go ahead and pull it up. Because how long did you say that uh, your game's going to be to beat? Uh, I haven't looked up the time for Adventure Time. Oh, you were looking up the time for uh, the next one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I imagine Adventure Time's going to be shorter than eight hours. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. So, Star Ocean First Departure takes 20 and a half hours. Or, at max, 43 and a half hours. So, I should be able to do it. Yeah, and if you have a week to do it. you. I mean, you have more yeah. time than me, but... Well, I have more time than you, but I also have to edit these podcasts. Yeah, which might actually end up being more time used. Potentially. We'll see. Depending on how hard uh, you find that it is to edit these because you're making video versions uh, right yes i am making video yeah. versions uh so adventure time pirates of the Enchiridion. uh main story is six hours oh yeah that's not bad main and extra is eight and a half completionist 11 so you, sh- you should be able to complete it 100 which again i just want to point out that like we're just we're just casually playing these games like we normally would Yes, yeah, so basically what we do is we just like to we just today made the decision of what games we were playing for next week. So probably say tomorrow or the next day is when we'll actually probably get kicking into the games. Like I actually have to go and reposition it on my PS5 so that I remember that it's the game I'm playing. Uh, do you want to announce next week's one, or do you want to wait until um, until next week to announce it? I think we should wait. Then wait we shall. <laughs> so yeah, so that's next week. Uh, Adventure Time, Pirates of the Unchiridion, and Star Ocean, First Departure R. Don't you, don't you just love our two <laughs> games that really don't go together? <laughs> yeah. Fuck theming. <laughs> as long as they're RPGs, I don't give a crap. Yeah, that's the that's the main idea. Is that it's it's whatever. It's just like is does it classify as an RPG in some way or form? Then toot toot. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, would you like to plug your stuff? Check out my music on Died Within for Instagram and YouTube yeah. and Spotify. The links shall be in the description. Uh, go ahead and check out our live streams whenever we do those. Um, <laughs> are you wanting to stream this when the episodes go up? So, maybe. Maybe. We're going to have to discuss that if, more because I'm a bit confused. Uh, so... Well, would you like to discuss that now, or do you want no, to... No, we, we can wrap up the podcast. Okay, so, so we may or may not be streaming uh, when this the, these episodes go up, or at least around the time that they go up. Um, if we are streaming, then we will most likely be streaming the games for next week, and just kind of hanging out and chatting. Um, but otherwise, we might be streaming the games separately on our own channels uh, regardless so me uh, at Leo Legionnaire 
on everything on Twitter, uh, Twitch, and Instagram. And, uh, and I'm on I'm on Twitch as Dead Churro, so yeah. it's different from my other socials. Yeah. Once again, the links will be in the description of the YouTube video version of this, or the description of the. Uh, podcast episode along with the uh, time codes for some things and and Um, yeah either way we'll most likely be streaming something sometime anyway so yes look out for that yes uh, yeah the potential for us streaming is is high uh and a little special thing that i did forget to mention last episode we do have a patreon if you would like to support us the Patreon is patreon.com slash RPG Hangout, so feel free to chuck a buck uh, our way if you'd like to. If you like the concept of this and want to just help yeah. out a little bit, it's much appreciated. We want to we wanna grow our own it'll little help us. community here. So. Yeah, it'll, it'll help us keep on keeping on. What motivates better than money, right? <laughs> and but having someone regardless. to say hello to. Exactly. Exactly. Like this, this podcast is something I've been very excited about doing, and it doing these past two episodes today has really shown just how well it could potentially work. And I've been having an absolute blast recording it. Same, honestly, same. Yeah, like I, I love how long we've been going, and like once we start talking about the games, how much we could really like. Yeah, this. This is working out a lot better than the anime podcast we tried to do oh, years, years ago. Years ago. <laughs> literally, no one's going to know ever know about that stuff because it literally never gotten anywhere. No, it like, did not. Not. Uh, not even a single view, I don't think. Well, of course, part of the problem is we didn't ever, like, we didn't know how to post it to an actual podcast hosting site, so there's that. Th- there's that, and we were also very bad at promoting it. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us. Please uh, feel free to uh, follow us on all of the socials um, for updates on new episodes and whenever we are streaming. And feel free to um, follow the podcast. Keep an, keep an ear out for when we post next week. Uh, and we should be posting every, I'm going to say, Sunday, just to give me decent time to edit. I think every Sunday is a good medium. Yeah. It gives me a solid day to shoot for in editing. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.